It's lunchtime in Central Texas. What are we having? Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Time for the press box. Here's your host, Ward Whites. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas here on this fantastic Friday. Football Friday. What is, what is wrong with you? I'm just all listening to the intro, and all three of us, except for Cam, are all Headbanging, our yeah. heads, and we're all in unison. Like, like tuning in. Look, at the I like same to time. think of myself as a radio professional. <laughs> I'm locked in. This is business. Business lunch, if you, you will. Think, keep thinking that, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my paychecks say otherwise. Yeah, uh, right. But, uh, right. It's the mindset that counts, right? That's right. Happy Absolutely. Friday. <laughs> Sorry, did not mean to interrupt. Didn't mean to bring some laughter. Didn't bring. Yeah, exactly. We bring. You bring some laughter to the show. Anyways, mm. it was cute. We should have had it on video, actually. No. Yeah, we could have like our own TikTok. No. Thing. No. Do you do TikTok? You know. I. No. I used to, but I found myself watching all these videos forever. But me personally putting a video on. That's what I'm asking. No, uh, I have been on our sister station, The Beat, because mm-hmm. you know I'm white girl over there. Yeah, really, that's my name on there. <laughs> I mean, it, and I'm white. It fits. So it does. So yeah. So um, I do white girl talk with Batman, and so they that's put, the only time they, I've been on TikTok. They put that on TikTok. Yeah, oh they've put one on. See, have I, you have you seen them? Or are they? I get no flattering. It, or I'm just I just wave. I oh. deleted TikTok last week because I never use it. I I, I stay on Reels on Instagram, which means i'm old but i like the fact that on instagram you know how long the videos are which <laughs> you don't on tiktok I, I wanted to see ward's face yeah he's, he's, he's confused but i know i'm old but i'm just on instagram yeah or instagram's like, ward's like what <laughs> language is this but instagram you know how long the videos are and yes. you can and you can you know go to a certain point in the video which you can on tiktok so i was like i think i'll just start that's annoying and i'm deleting it you're gonna start Did you find any Chinese propaganda again. on there? I think so. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. For the press box. That was another reason. Okay. Well, I'm going to start one for the press box. Okay. Press it's box about multimedia these days. As long as I don't have multimedia. to do it. Cam and I will get together and I'll post it on my account. I'll, I'll get TikTok you know? back for I am pretty cool, so. Who said? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you Whoa. implied. Whoa. You are cool. You are, you are a cool cat. Mm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this has been a long week. A long week. It has. It's been, it's been a four-day week. Oh, it seems it's longer the longest than that. Four days in my it life. It really has. <laughs> Actually, no. Last week was longer, but y'all, for for me because and for Ward because y'all we had to producers, work. Producers, I know. But I mean, it's really sad when you walk. When I come in and it's just the three of us looking at each other, yeah. and nobody else is in the building at five o'clock. So it's long week. Yeah. No, that's why we get paid to pay. <laughs> Cam was under the weather. Yeah. You yeah. Like how I said that? I said it where you Thank would, you. You would where think was I was like doing air quotes, air quotes. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be over the weather ever. 
at this point. I think I might be pregnant. Every morning I wake up it, sick. You have morning sickness? Not vomiting like you might as you when you're pregnant, but just like a new illness every morning. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. Thank like, you for clarifying. By the time I come in here, I'm fine. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm just cured by the press box. I think it could Probably. be something you're doing the night before. Yeah, what are you, what I are mean, you doing? I mean, almost nothing, though. Almost nothing. Yesterday, I had my second full meal of 2024. So I, I have not been eating a lot. Uh, I've been a lot of okay. sleeping. That could uh, be it. That was, that was definitely part of it. Definitely part of it. Um, I bet you've been practicing walk racing for sure. <laughs> that's what, honestly, that's what it's been. I haven't had no time <laughs> for meals. Yeah. Okay. I've just, we can't cook anything because all of the walks in the house are being lathered up for <laughs> the ice to put out there. Did you see next week, though? It's supposed to be cold, right? It, we, we may get some winter weather. Okay, and if we do, I'll see y'all up here with my walk. I don't think your walk is quite big enough. Well, I can fit on it. Are you sure? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the day where there's finally ice out, and then Stephanie's going to be like, well, I can't drive in this. Actually, <laughs> I d- actually you're right because I don't drive in ice. I am not like. Well, nobody should. Well, yeah, it's not a bad thing. I, any no. ice, and I'm like, hey, I can't. You don't have to, I'm not yeah. an. I'm not a race car driver, an Indy driver. I don't know how to control well, the wheel if I start to spin. Well, there's a lot of people out here is, who think they are when the ice true, hits. True, but man. no. My problem is as soon as there's any snow and any ice, my if it sticks. My apartment complex turns into a skating rink. I can't even get my car out. We just can't even way, get the gate open to our property, so that somebody will have to pick me up. My apartments are set up. Yeah. Every time it ices, it just completely ices over the parking lot. Now mm. we know he lives in an apartment. Where do you live? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> driving in the snow is easy, though. Yeah, driving in the snow is You good. just go slow. Yeah. If you can't go slow, then it's not easy. But ice but is not ice easy. Ice is, yeah, is, that's what I mean, like... People are like, oh, I couldn't imagine driving. I mean, a blizzard is one thing, but driving in snow, I can't imagine it. I'm like, it's way easier than driving on ice. A way easier. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, blizzard, you just can't drive. I mean, that's, you know what a blizzard is, Steph? You gave it's me a when, look. It, well, yeah, I know. I've seen it on okay. Discovery Channel, but I've never been Dairy in one. Queen and, yeah. <laughs> Not that <good. laughs> I mean, if you lived up north where you're from, you probably see some of those sometimes. Boston Every doesn't year. snow that much, does <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, not as much as maybe like a A little Syracuse, further northeast, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it'll get more than New York City and Philadelphia and places oh, really? like that oh, for okay. sure, yeah. That was uh, totally backwards on that. Yeah, I mean, we'll get usually two good winter storms a year at least. Nice. That'd be awesome. Every year has about one, one that would shut down school. My senior year of high school, we had... 10 snow days and didn't have to make them up because we were seniors. The best. That's great. The best. But I mean like six feet of snow at one point. I could use a snow day. I could use a snow day. Be nice. But we're radio. You don't as get long snow as the electricity doesn't go out, I'll take a snow day. Yeah, that the, when that when we had that storm, yeah, what the, was it the, two years ago? Yeah, the, the great blizzard ago. of uh, 2020 or 2021. 21. I am worried that, about that. was not fun. When we have ice. I, I, I thought about that the other day when we have an ice inevitably have an ice storm or a nice day around here. I live close enough to the studio. It's like 15 minutes, but it's all these roads that I'm like, good golly, I'm going to, 
I'm going to need a walk if we're going to be Scott on Scott and I can Yeah, there's a lot of bridges and a lot of highways. I mean, 35 is the easiest way for me to go for half of it. I'm like, we can this is going to be an absolute mess. Well, thank you. We'll just climb. Our, if our fins can't get open, we'll undo it. Or Scott will. And we'll pick it. Bring the locks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we we'll should just, go ahead and get on I think Amazon it's mostly downhill. <laughs> we'll make it work. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers' first season with the New York Jets lasted only four plays, but he still made an impact on his team. And today he was voted by his teammates as the most inspirational player of 2023. How does that happen? Why? Why? He didn't do anything. His whole team's a By the way, look what what he inspired. Well, they went four games, five games. Give me a break. Yeah, that's pretty Maybe because he forfeited some money. Or maybe they all hate Jimmy Kimmel that much. Jimmy I, yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> just so inspired you know, by his I mean, comments. I, I can't. I can't disagree. With <laughs> I, right? Uh, it's the worst. I mean, come on. I I think that's a little bit over the top. I really do. At least they didn't vote him to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> well, would that have been? We've a seen stuff like that before. Oh, yeah. Most inspirational player. Come on. Give I, me a I, break. I mean, what did he do that's inspirational? He was like their cheerleader. He said he was going to come back and play. He ain't well, playing until okay. next year. Oh, I know. <laughs> They're six and ten. Yeah. Was it? Wasn't there? Oh, sorry. Six and hey, ten. Imagine what, that, what the record would have been if he hadn't been so inspirational. True. Well, yeah. That, Two. They might have been in a better situation for their franchise. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It. it it's. <laughs> God. God bless that organization, man. Hey, at uh, least they're not the Carolina Panthers. It. The, are I the, think are Panthers the Panthers say the a lot most about that. dysfunctional organization in the nfl carolina if no or the jets or, uh, or who is if it's not carolina. the Jets. right now it's, it, carolina, it's them yeah. too carolina for sure is. I, i've always, coaches i've long said i think being a jets fan would be the worst team to be a fan of. like just in general mm-hmm. you know obviously assuming you're in that new york area where there are other teams around you uh, that you could be rooting for, specifically the Giants. I know they're not great right now, but they've won two Super Bowls in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Jets haven't made the playoffs in 14 years. They have barely gotten close. Uh, they can't pick a quarterback. It, it, it's it's all it's a joke. It's just a joke of a franchise. I mean, just the fact that, well, actually, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. They had the greatest coach in NFL history for five minutes. Mm-hmm. He told them, but better yet, he was still kind of a nobody, quote-unquote nobody, at that point, a retread NFL coach at that point, and then he burns them with that status and then becomes the greatest coach in the history of the league, which is just fantastic. That That is just the ultimate just beatdown of being a Jets fan. I agree with you, but I do think Carolina is, like, majorly, majorly bad. bad. Literally, when you have your owner who only gets a $300,000 fine, you know, and I don't know. Can't keep a coach. Can't you know? As a player, you're kind of like de- defeated. Or I would be like, why am I here? I don't know. It's a it it's a good conversation to have because I think you look at the Jets as being that that team. I think you have to look at Carolina being that team. Mm-hmm. And until Joe Flacco got off the couch, thinking that one, yeah, <laughs> you have to think about the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, up to yeah. the last few years, really. Yeah, and, and I don't know that. I mean, does Flacco change everything in the playoffs for the Cleveland Browns? Maybe. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so. I think he's a beneficiary of a pretty good schedule that he absorbed when he came off the couch. If you look at their schedule, 
it it's not that difficult to right. navigate. Right. And he was able to do that. Now you get into the playoffs. And, oh, by the way, you're going to rest him this week, which I don't get because he's only been there a blink. He's old, though. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for an NFL quarterback. He did all right off the couch the first time, I guess. Yeah, he's, I, a, he's a veteran, so, I mean, you know. Maybe so. His bones hurt. And, and I, look, I'm I'm one of those weird people that I don't think you should really rest anybody <laughs> going into the playoffs anyway. No, I don't think you should. I just don't think it's a good idea. I think you get them off rhythm. I think yeah. you, you kind of – and now, look, should they play the whole game? Probably not. But should they start the game, go a couple of series, and just keep that rhythm going? I think so. That's 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 my opinion, and it doesn't mean anything to them because, you know, it's their franchise. They know what they're doing, sure. obviously. Sometimes, yeah. but for me, I would I would send my guys out there just to 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 keep that rhythm going and everything else, and not worry about oh we need to get fresh legs and all that because how many times have we seen teams that have rest multiple players in the final game of the season and then they come out in the wild card or in the first round of the playoffs if you're not in a wild card you're off two weeks at that point and you get to the first round of the playoffs and you throw out a dud because you're just off rhythm happens happens all it the happens. time yeah i yeah i would think a little bit differently about it with a veteran quarterback you know not like flacco's this hall of famer or anything but for years I think we would see the Packers and the Patriots. They'd have it wrapped up week 17. Mm-hmm. And you didn't. I mean, you didn't need to play Rodgers or Brady in those games. They they would. They Like to your point, they would play you know a series or two uh, to keep them in that game day routine and in that rhythm. But, and that's or like Mahomes this week for Kansas City. I, I think they've announced he's not going to play at all. He's not going to play. Um, so that, that's a little bit different. But I would, I would trust Mahomes. Going into that more so than even a Lamar Jackson, who's about to win his second MVP, having two weeks off going into that game, who who hasn't won the big playoff game yet. I agree. That's the way I look at it. I, Maybe I case think by so. case. I think so. All right. Joe Flacco ha- does have a Super Bowl MVP, by the way. He does. People forget. He does. <laughs> so you know, I I I still I I don't like it, but again, it's not it's not I up see, to me. I'm shocked by this. I and I don't and. I'm being serious. I thought that 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 would be the type of story that you loved, a veteran coming back and leading the team to the No, I, I like that story. A I don't like story. I just think it's overblown a little bit because story. of the schedule. That's, no. I think that's a valid point. I, I think, yeah, a little bit by the schedule, but the thing that, that I don't – I'm just saying that I don't like the fact that guys rest in the final oh, game yeah. of the season. Yeah. I just don't. I don't think you need to do that. Not completely – do you need to, to take some time off, go in there and get a couple of series? That's all I'm saying. If the game doesn't mean anything, but you still got to have that routine. I don't remember. I mean, if there's nobody that's a creature or habit more than an athlete, tell me who it is because there's not. <laughs> Athletes are creatures of habit. But back in the old days, when I was growing up, everybody Boy, played. that was old days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Pick on Stephanie Day. No, but remember, like when Tom Landry was coaching the Cowboys, I don't remember. Nobody rested back then. Nobody yeah, no, rested. Nobody, Everybody yeah. played in the playoffs. You just played, and so I don't know. I think everyone should just keep on playing. It's, I think it's a very my generation thing. I don't know what's wrong with your generation. Well, it's like mm-hmm. the NBA. Well, yeah, that that got taken to a whole nother. Lo- I mean, to be fair, so is the NFL. Like, take it to a new level. 
uh, Absolutely. these last couple of years where it used it's to be like gro- when I was growing up, I kind of used those examples of the Brady and the Rodgers. It would be like just the quarterback, maybe a star receiver or, or edge rusher or something. But now it's like all of my pro bowlers, so to speak, mm-hmm. they're out after this. And the, and the NBA, that has become a almost a strategy, like these scheduled days off. For load management. Load management. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. 20, 25 <laughs> games of load management for some of these guys. Babies. Nuts. I mean, yes. we're not talking about catchers the day after a day game after a night game. I mean, this is just like, oh, you know, they're playing in Charlotte tonight. They played a game last Lakers night. in Charlotte. Uh, yeah. No need. Makes no sense. None. Absolutely no sense. All right. Yeah. You'll be back. I'll be back. We'll talk Cowboys next on the Press Box. (laughs) Baylor Bear basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears play their Big 12 opener Saturday in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Amy Hunter, owner of Jeff Hunter Toyota. As you know, there's a lot of road construction in front of our dealership. Improvements are being made every day. And new Toyotas are arriving every day. All kinds of makes and models with new and exciting features. The Toyota brand is a leader in the automotive world in both popularity and reliability. Stop by and let us prove it to you. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. Combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and 
long-term health insurance plans, and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-659-7540. On the road with Mr. Rhodes. Hey, here's a shocker. Cars are bigger than people. So if you're behind the wheel, be careful. Those crosswalk stripes, yeah, they aren't left over from National Paint and Street like a zebra day. They mean you need to stop for people in crosswalks and yield the right of way when turning at intersections. And no looking at phones, photos, texts, emails, or holding your jeans or where that nickel fell. Oh, and please slow down. Sound advice. Mixed in with professional sound effects. Be safe, drive smart. A message from Textile. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for Life me to be, be the first person in my family to One go to school. One thing you shouldn't that take a risk with ever got me to the first day at my dream insurance. job, which I could still hold while I now need affordable health insurance, and you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. On the road with Mr. Rhodes. 
Hey, here's a shocker. Cars are bigger than people. So if you're behind the wheel, be careful. Those crosswalk stripes, yeah, they aren't left over from National Painted Street like a zebra day. They mean you need to stop for people in crosswalks and yield the right of way when turning at intersections. And no looking at phones, photos, texts, emails, or holding your jeans or where that nickel fell. Oh, and please, slow down. Sound device. Mixed in with professional sound effects. Be safe, drive smart. A message from TechStot. When you have a litter-free state of mind, you get the answer to all of life's great questions right in your head. Like, am I a jerk because I let trash fly out of the car window? Yes. If I throw garbage out of my truck and no one sees it. Really? Can I be fined up to $2,000 for littering on? Yes, come on. And should I dispose of litter properly because I'm a proud Texan? That's exactly what Don't Mess With Texas means. Get your litter-free state of mind today and Don't Mess With Texas. A message from TechStot. You had a dream to open your own business, put in the long hours of development, gathering resources, and finally opening your doors to the public. Don't forget the marketing part of your business plan. Eminem Broadcasters have an experienced staff of marketing professionals who have helped countless businesses succeed in Central Texas, and they're ready to help you today. Call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930, or email to info at mmbwaco.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. And joining us now from the Cowboys Network, Mr. Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, how are we today? Pretty good. How about yourself? Outstanding. And it is a football Friday. I guess we can still call them football Fridays as we head into Saturday and Sunday football for the NFL and just a couple of days away from the national championship uh, with Washington and Michigan. But the Cowboys, did they get a gift on Saturday? Uh, it's it's interesting to say based off of the one call, right? Because mm-hmm. of the ineligible man, you, you kind of see it from the outside looking in as maybe a gift and, and a, you catch a break. Uh, but if, if we're talking about the, the law of averages, uh, they shouldn't even have been in that situation because of the tripping call to Peyton Endershot earlier in the game. So I think to this point, it, it's been talked about pretty much at nausea. I'm sure you guys have hit it throughout the week on your show as well. I mean, this is a game that it was between two good teams, two playoff caliber opponents, two teams that were fighting for that number two spot uh, in the NFC. And, and Dallas was the one that came out on top and, my, I think my thing with it is that even if the uh, the call was there and it, and Taylor Decker was ineligible, uh, Dan Campbell had every opportunity to kick the field goal and go to absolutely. He he was the one that decided, oh, I'm going to go for it again, and then I, and then didn't get it, got got bailed out by an offsides penalty, and then I'm going to go for it again. There could have been at any point in that conversation somebody saying to Dan Campbell, Hey, maybe this isn't meant to be, maybe this, this is just not going to happen for us today. So let's, let's kick the field goal and try and win in an overtime. If this was the, the 2022 Detroit lions, where you're trying to make a statement and build a culture, I, I get it. But this Lions team has won 11 games for a reason. They are a good football team. Uh, and, and I think you took the ball out of your hands uh, yourself down the stretch there, even with that play call, uh, being what it was and it, it was just kind of an it was an odd ending 
but the score remains the same. There's no changing the record like the billboards are trying to do in Detroit. It will always <laughs> go down as it will always go down as twenty to nineteen as a Cowboys win, and that's that's said and done, and it's final. Well, didn't he also try to be a little bit too cute too by sending the three linemen over to the referee, trying to confuse yeah. the Cowboys instead of just going, "Hey, look, this guy's going to be eligible because you got to report him." the defense anyway he's going to tell the defense who's eligible and he tries to disguise it and get a little bit too cute I think that's on Dan Campbell as well yeah and it's funny because early in the game we were sitting in the press box and of course we get the eligible man reports in the press box they say 70 has reported eligible and and you can kind of hear it up among the loudspeakers so I'm like okay I heard it one or two times early in the game and then when we were getting ready for our post-game show we heard it one more time as 70 reports eligible. It was said on the loudspeaker and there's, I mean, there's proof and there's audio that says that that was, that was what was said. He had an opportunity at that point to say, whoa, 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 whoa. 70 is not who's reporting here. What's going on guys. I mean, it was in the stadium, but he either elected to, to let it go on purpose, missed it completely, or maybe even thought, Hey, maybe that's, maybe that's going to play in our favor because 68 was the one that actually reported and if you go back and you look at all 22, Damone Clark and, and Marquise Bell and Jordan Lewis are all over 70 because he was the one that reported, and that's what allowed 68 to get open in the first place. So I think it was a confusion at the end, but but Detroit with a, a veteran coaching staff may have been able to get it done. The second-year second year coach and Dan Campbell wasn't able to do it, and I think I put just as much blame on them as I would maybe the officials getting confused in that moment. And Kyle, looking at this week, we all know what's at stake for the Cowboys. And not that they're this great underdog team or anything, mm-hmm. but if I had told you, you know, four games ago, even right after beating the Eagles, that they were going to be in a chance last game of the season, hey, just win and you're the NFC East champs. Did, did you think they were going to be in that situation uh, with the way the Eagles have just imploded the last few games? Yeah, I, I think there was always a chance because just like the Cowboys, the, the Eagles had two up or up to that point, they had won all the games they were supposed to, but were playing just a really, really tough schedule down the stretch or theirs was a little bit earlier than Dallas. And then they had kind of the easy final three weeks. You kind of thought there would be a chance, but it was always an outside chance that Dallas would win the division or have a chance to win the division. And I I think that's kind of where it was. I mean, it's almost like the Eagles this week, hoping that Washington up in Dallas. I mean, there's a chance, an outside chance, but do you really think that's going to happen? No, not necessarily. So I I think it's a a testament to to really the focus of this Dallas Cowboys team. It's a testament to to the way that things can change on a dime in the NFL. Uh, I mean, you think about it, if, if that call wasn't made, that flag wasn't thrown, we're talking about a completely different scenario going into this final week. You're talking about the Cowboys as the fifth seed preparing to go on the road against the NFC South champion and Philadelphia going up against New York for the second time in three weeks and hoping that they lose and Dallas beats Washington. And then you can kind of get into that conversation later, but it it does. It's it's a week to week business in the NFL. And I think this week proved that again, it's pretty crazy to see that the Cowboys are where they are. Kyle Yeomans with the Cowboys Network with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And Kyle, how do the Cowboys get out of the rut that they're in being one-dimensional? Because going into the playoffs, if they're one-dimensional, that's going to be dangerous for this team. Yeah, they've got to find a way to run the ball, right? And this is a team that's built 
with their weapons in the passing game. I remember when we were having these phone calls in training camp, I remember you were asking about Tony Pollard and mm-hmm. Deuce Vaughn, and it was a talking point all the way through because Pollard had the franchise tag and he just came off of this great year coming off the injury. It was always a, a question. Uh, but I, I think at, at early points in training camp, I was talking to you and I was like, listen, this is, this is an offense that's built to throw the football. Now they're talking about run, run, run. And Mike McCarthy wants to run the ball and continue to, to, to the three yards in a cloud of dust, I guess uh, that never really came to fruition. It's, it's been a passing attack. CD lamb, Jake Ferguson, Brandon cooks at times, Jalen Tolbert and, and Michael Gallup. That's where your weapons lie. And it, it, it may be different than what they originally thought, but now that as the season's gone on, you learn about your football team. And I think you've learned that this team's much better at throwing it than they are running it. And there have been Cowboys, or excuse me, there have been Super Bowl champion teams that weren't very good at running the football. I mean, think about the Chiefs the last couple of years in running the ball. They were not very good at doing so. Uh, but then there have been other teams that are really good at running the football, and they've won championships behind that. So it can be done, but I think if you're going to take down some of these better teams in the NFC and really make the run that you want to, you got to find a way to block up front for Tony Pollard, get him some open space, get him outside the tackles, uh, and, and maybe run to the numbers because that's where he's been his best in his career. And Dallas really has, has not run outside the tackles, 28th in the NFL in those outside run schemes. So uh, really interested to see how they attack it this week against Washington. This is a team you can run the football against, uh, but you also may have them on a pitch count. If you get up early and you need to take some guys out of the game, I think Pollard's up there at the top of the list. And looking on the flip side of that, they've obviously really struggled defending against the run the last few weeks. Were there signs early in the season that we missed? I, I know they struggled against it against uh, with it against San Francisco. Were there signs early in the season that this was a team you could get after on the ground? Yeah, I think it started in week three against Arizona because you, you blew out the first two teams. You, you took care of New York handily. Uh, both the Giants and the Jets in weeks one and two. But in week three against Arizona, the Cardinals made it a point to, to run downhill with James Conner. And they said, we're going we're gonna to run the football effectively, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. And, and teams that have been able to do that have been successful. The, I mean, the Cardinals, the Niners, the Bills. Uh, and, and honestly, I think it stopped with the Dolphins. I've been really impressed the last two weeks with the way that this team has answered the bell in terms of being physical and not allowing teams to do that. The, the Dolphins were the fourth best rushing attack in football when they played. The, the Lions are the second best rushing attack in football uh, as they're talking to. So I, I, they held them underneath their season average. Yes, they allowed 120 yards against Detroit. I understand that that's probably a number uh, that, that you would like to lower but you had 91 allowed against Miami found good. That was well below their season season average. And then you held Detroit under their season average. So I think we, we saw the signs early, but we've seen some signs lately that it's moving in the right direction. And you're starting to get a, a, a team effort on that side of the ball to say, we are not going to let teams run all over us because when you get into the playoffs, you're going to face some teams that can tote the rock. Cal Yeoman's with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. And Cowboys last year go into the final game of the season against the Commanders and just get absolutely destroyed 26-6. to And this is a little bit different circumstance because they have a chance to win the division. Yeah. But how do they avoid that? 
and how they avoid that lull? Is it just the oppor- uh, the opportunity to have a division title, or is this a different team? It might be a little bit of both. I asked C.D. Lamb that yesterday, and he was he was very adamant that it's motivation, but that's really about it. Of looking back at that twenty-six to six loss last year and the way that they ended the year, uh, I think if anything, it's the situation at hand. I think this is a team that knows the there's one thing to do this week, and that's win. I mean, losing it puts you at the five seed. It doesn't really affect you too too bad, uh, but it, it it affects home field advantage and. I think in any year with the Cowboys, any previous year, you would say, yeah, home field advantage, so what? It's AT&T Stadium, uh, and they have just a winning record there, and it's just kind of its own thing. This is a team that thrives at AT&T Stadium, and and you've seen that. The last team, I, I, I looked this up. I mean, it's not anything that really needs to be looked up. It was the first game of 2022, but isn't it wild to think back and say the last quarterback to beat the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium was Tom Brady. That's the last time <laughs> the Cowboys have lost a game at home. Tom Brady was the quarterback. So it's it's certainly a factor. I think it, it completely puts you in a situation going into the postseason with not one but possibly two home games uh, this time around. It's a huge help, and I think this team understands that. They want to play at home. They want to have the easiest road to a Super Bowl, and winning this week gives you that opportunity. Last year they were playing for some – some playoff seating. There really wasn't a whole lot on the line and they just got bested by a hungry Washington team that was trying to end the year on a high note. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, Washington is currently the number two pick in the draft. They haven't been very good on both sides of the ball. Uh, I think this is a Cowboys team that's going to get after them and, and really put it away early because I think that's the goal is put it away early, put it out of reach and then get a little bit of rest from some of your guys going into the playoffs. And talking about the home cooking for the Cowboys, I mean, obviously it's it's been, you know, it's like you talked about, it's been a great place for them this season. And I think back to these teams of, of this century, like the Tony Dungy Colts teams, Peyton Manning Colts teams, uh, and Sean Payton's Saints teams, and they were always called like the Dome teams, almost as like an insult, you know, when the when the Colts would go to New England, they'd lose, or if the Saints went to Green Bay or Chicago, they'd lose because they weren't built for it, this, that, and the other. Are the Cowboys a dome team, or are they more of just a comforts of home team? Uh, see, and I've said that too, is a lot of people are, are really focusing on the splits between home and road, right? Mm-hmm. But I think part of why the splits between the home and the road are, it, it's more circumstantial than people realize, because the Cowboys have just been dominant at home. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You're 8 no. You've been incredible at home. You're way better as a home team, and there's there's certainly a, a split there. But think of some of the games that they've played on the road. Philadelphia, Buffalo, Miami, San Francisco, uh, San Francisco early in the year. Yeah, I mean, they've played some tough road games across the board. I think Arizona's the one that kind of stands out as the anomaly of, yeah, you probably should have won that game even though it was on the road. But when you're when you're playing those high-level teams, I mean – we could have looked at the schedule before the season even started and said, wow, those are going to be four really tough games on the road. That's, that's just kind of a, a normal feel to it. Uh, I think this is, it's a little bit of both. And, and I, that might be a cop-out answer. I just think they're really, really good at home and they're starting to play to this home field advantage. Cowboys nation has been incredible uh, at, at building that, that Cowboys home field advantage this year. 
But also, I think they just played some really, really good teams on the road. But the thing about the playoffs is you got to beat really, really good teams on the road if you want to get to where you want to go. Uh, unless things just work out perfectly in your favor. And I mean, it's the NFL, it never works out that way. So <laughs> there's, there's, there's a, a little bit of a, let me see it to believe it or else they, maybe they will be called one of those dome teams that was really good, but just couldn't get it done on a road in, in an, uh, a hostile, but maybe even outdoors environment. Cal Yeomans with the Cowboys network with us here on the press box on ESPN central Texas and Lyle Collins is back with the Cowboys is that the final answer on that because I've seen I've seen reports that he's here and I've seen reports no they they really didn't sign in the practice squad but I think I saw where you put out that he did sign with the practice squad and does he have a chance to elevate off that practice squad as we get to the playoffs yeah I think there's a chance if it's something if it's if it's a chance, it's a small one at that. I, I think if you're going to see him elevate, it's either because of a necessity uh, due to injury or maybe they want to use him in certain situations uh, along the way. I think the the addition of Lyle Collins is is more so a safety net than anything. It's somebody that you know you can trust, who's been in the building before, who's been around this offense, who's been around Dak Prescott specifically. And uh, he was beloved in the locker room here. Even back whenever I was first starting in this position, he was always great to the media. He was always just a, a pleasure to talk to. And uh, he's somebody that's welcome back here in Dallas. And that was even the case when he, uh, when he was released and, and Dallas uh, wanted him to test the open market. He did that, went to Cincinnati, didn't necessarily work out because of injuries. And maybe he's in his best sh- shape in, in a long time, just because, uh, because he hasn't played a whole lot. He, he's been off off his feet. He's been working out, uh, most of which in Dallas. And now he's got a chance to play close to, to where he has his home set up because uh, he still has a home up in Little Elm. So I think there's there's a way that, that he maybe makes it onto the active roster. If that's the case, it'll just be a practice squad elevation, uh, probably out of necessity, and it probably wouldn't be this week for the Cowboys. I, I bet you it would be playoff time here in the next couple weeks. One of the other names that was floating around was Dalvin Cook, obviously off the market as of last night, mm-hmm. it seems like. So we heard the Cowboys in in the rumors uh, for Dalvin Cook. Was there any real interest there that you could see or any fit there that you could see for him coming in and stepping in with the Cowboys? I, I, I didn't hear specifically even before the Ravens went out and, and added him. I, I, I didn't hear of any real interest I know there were reports out there that Dallas was interested and they were going to check it out but honestly the way that Dallas has handled some of these these experienced free agents they've brought them in and had them put together a workout they've had them uh, get out on the field and get this training staff to take a look at them Britt Brown's uh, and, and and the the entire training staff really has been one of the best in the NFL these these last couple decades now. Uh, they do a phenomenal job, and so I think they trust their medical staff to say, "Hey, like here's here's this player that we're thinking about signing. Get a good look at him, and then we'll make a decision." Uh, Baltimore just didn't allow them even to do that. I mean, he was signed hours after he cleared through waivers, and it really wasn't a whole lot of a question. So, uh, yeah, I, I think if there was interest, it was small. It, as far as a fit, I think. Rico Dowdle being back would make it tough for him to be on the active roster. They, they, they moved Deuce Vaughn to IR for a reason. I think that shows that they're pretty confident in 
Enrico's ability to play this week and moving into the postseason. So even if Dalvin Cook was added, he would be the third running back on the roster and only see a, a significant amount of time if Rico Dowdle was still injured and unable to play. So I think you feel pretty good about where the, the, the running back situation is now. And like we said a moment ago, you got to find a way to run the ball and block up front for him if you're going to have any success. Kyle Yeoman is with us here in the press box. And Kyle, one more for you as uh, we go into the final week of the season and Brandon Aubrey has an opportunity to go 100%. Not trying to jinx him at all, but has that ever happened in franchise history or in the NFL? Kind of sounds like you're trying to jinx him. That's kind of what it feels like. Uh, I haven't actually looked at that on whether or not it's it's ever happened in franchise history. The only other guy that I know that has a streak as long as as uh, Brandon Aubrey does is it was uh, Dan Bailey just uh, right. about a decade ago. So uh, he was the only one that's been as streaky as Brandon Aubrey. But I mean, this is the start of NFL career. He's never missed in his NFL career. That's incredible. I mean, it's a it's a feat that we'll see if it ever gets matched because 35 straight, and including some of the distances that he's hit from, I mean, we're talking 50-plus yards, and he's nailing it like it's a PAT. Uh, it's it's really a, a, a sight to behold. And he was even asked pregame last week. We were on the field for our, uh, our pregame show, and uh, Brandon and I have been able to talk quite a bit throughout his journey and getting to – getting to this point uh, through his training camp when he was uh, added. And I asked him, I was like, what, what would be the longest you could kick? If you, it, let's say wind wasn't a factor, you were just putting it down and then kicking it through. And he said 70 yards. Whoa. He feels Oof. confident from 70. Uh, I couldn't even Mike run McCarthy, 70 yards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would, would Mike McCarthy give him that opportunity? Uh, I, I, I hope know. so. I don't know about that. <laughs> Yeah, right. Maybe a late game scenario like, all right, Brandon, get after it. Uh, <laughs> I, I think there's there's ways that, that he can maybe see something like that. But honestly, what he's been doing, I don't want to mess it up at all. I think he's been great. Uh, Pro Bowl for a reason. Probably going to be an all-pro as well. It should be fun to watch him as his career goes on. Kyle Yeoman's with the Cowboys Network here with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Kyle, always appreciate the time. Enjoy the game, and we'll talk to you next week, man. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me as always. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, there he goes. Kyle Yeoman with the Cowboys Network does a great job on the pregame, postgame, and, uh, of course, you can hear him every Friday right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, he's back. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Second and five at the Detroit 8. Only heard here. here. Snap to Prescott standing and looking and throwing right. All season. Brandon Cooks! Touchdown, Cowboys. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. Live from FedEx Field. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Cowboys and Commanders, Sunday afternoon at 2, here on ESPN Central Texas. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's mine. 
Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. So I have been in the operating room most of my career watching people have orthopedic surgery, watching people get knees replaced, hips replaced, shoulders fixed, and I knew there had to be a better way. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a medical director for QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in non-invasive regenerative treatments for pain relief. I see so many people who could have been helped before they got to the operating room if only they had known about regenerative medicine. QC Kinetics, a natural alternative that uses your body's own healing process properties to help restore and repair damaged joint tissue, providing long-lasting relief without drugs, surgery, or downtime. Well, it feels great when I do get to see somebody who we help, who I know I kept out of the operating room. It's amazing how we change people's lives without surgery. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760 and don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows They've got that brand new home effect Universal Windows Direct La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. La Fiesta, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. You can order any of the delish Tex-Mex food online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. From the La Fiesta family to yours, have a happy New Year. All Around Maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, All Around Maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're Real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. The 
human drama of athletic competition. It's time for Stephanie Sports Talk, sponsored by Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, Lafayette Restaurant and Cantina, King Ranch Turfgrass, Mosby's Land Management, Myatt Fuels, and now, here's Stephanie. Ta-da! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> when you know something great is about to happen when you hear that well, i don't know if it's gonna be great but it's gonna be, be it's gonna be interesting it's always great Steph. i know thank you hmm. so i found this on the googles <laughs> shocking so there's this guy named Derek johnson right he yes is, hall he, of famer wake no this is a different guy uh, okay oh, football but he is from ohio I'm not sure if he's from Cleveland or Cincinnati. There's more towns yeah, in Ohio. Yeah, there are other places. <laughs> but I hate has to, break to be this one to of you. those two, right? I only know three towns. You're ta- not going to believe this. <laughs> I only know three towns in Ohio, and that's Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Toledo. What about Canton, where the Pro Bowl Hall of Fame is? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Akron. Birthplace mm-hmm. LeBron James. Yeah. Rubber no, capital I don't care of the about him. I don't care about him. Or Massillon, one of the great high school programs. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we, should just, that we should just name towns in Ohio. Yeah. That'd be a great segment. Steubenville? That's where I probably should be living. <laughs> he didn't say Did you Steubenville. Steubenville. <laughs> I thought he said Steubenville. <laughs> it's Steuben. Steuben? Steubenville. Oh, Steubenville. Steubenville. I thought he said Steubenville. I'm like, oh, okay. That's usually what people from Steubenville hear. That's, <laughs> I mean, what is your point? It's like the Polar Express bell, you know? If you believe it, you can hear it. <laughs> I didn't even see that movie. Yeah, you're not missing much. We don't need to get into a holiday movie discussion again, a Christmas movie well, this, discussion. Well, what I want to talk about, they do around the holidays. Okay. And we missed the boat on this. We need to put it again on the bucket list for us to do together as a team. So Again, <laughs> getting a big bucket. <laughs> big. It's growing every day. So he started this in 1988 because he was working at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And so it was around Thanksgiving. Right. And he was bored. So him and his buddies. I'm going to guess on this. What? Are you talking about turkey bowling? Turkey bowling. Woo! That is right. We can do this. At least she's talking about something real today. I it's did just a, notice, I'm just kidding. by the way. T- calm down. <laughs> I talk about everything real. I did just notice we didn't even mention the capital of Ohio, but keep going. Yeah. They have a capital? They do. Everybody has a capital. All 50 do, Stephanie, if you can believe this. It's one of the three cities in Ohio besides Cincinnati and Cleveland. I do remember Columbus. I do. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. Turkey bowling. Let's get back to turkey bowling. So he and his buddies took these, like, uh, plastic bottles that were filled with liquid, Mm -hmm. set up all the pins. I'm not sure how many pins are in bowling, but I think there's 10 or 12. There'd be 10. Okay, I got the first one, 10. And then... Uh, I did find this out. I did my research. And then you take the turkey. What? Aaron? Aaron's laughing. No, oh. Wrong He's choking. Oh, He's oh, dying, actually. Somebody give him the Heimlich. Is that what you call it? Yes, Or is that would. CPR? No, Heimlich. So anyways, you take the turkey and you roll it down an aisle, mm-hmm. and, you know, just like regular bowling and knock the pins over. Right. Well, this became a thing up there in Ohio. Right. And now they have... The Poultry Bowlers Association. No, they don't. Love that. Yes, they do. And Derek. <laughs> so it's also has, the PBA, by the way, which is self- great. <laughs> also the PBA. He So Derek self-appointed himself as the commissioner. Love that. Okay. So Love a good tyrannical They actually name. do have these leagues up there. 
And so what I found out was, because I, you know, I've been bowling before and I'm not really that good. Who is? Honestly. I don't nerds. know. Nerds. We ought to we have an outing. <laughs> to turkey bowl. No. To, to go bowling? To, to go bowling. We could. We could. Um, yeah. Or bring a turkey to bowling. A little can, bit of both. Well, here's the thing. So the best way, <laughs> the best way to do turkey bowling, guess what? On ice. Well, yeah, yeah. That you makes don't want sense. It to move on because it's yeah. got to be frozen turkey to do it. Exactly. You don't want a smushy one. <laughs> it would fall one. apart. Okay. So the best. So we can put this on when we have a snow day to try to try it in the back. But you need about sixty feet for the turkey to roll down. Okay, so you actually okay, need about mound. you need a hundred feet to have your little starting line, and then where you set up your pins, and the pins could be like plastic Coke bottles, water bottles with liquid, and you just play bowling with the turkey. Mm-hmm. And so this is what they do in places like Minnesota and Ohio and Arkansas and all those places. Right. I wonder if Drake Minnesota and, Ar- and Ohio and Arkansas aren't they? Okay. All, they're close. What do? Yep, they're very close. You you got it. Yeah. What all are those, those three? Mm-hmm. But they're all states, uh-huh. definitely. Okay. They also do it in Iowa, California, Northern California. Yeah, they don't got much up there. South Carolina and Indiana. And you want to know why? Because that's where the biggest turkey farms in America are. Okay. Who Makes knew? Sense. Ten country. Yeah. Who knew? I thought turkeys actually came from. Well, I know a farm, but I thought. They came from Turkey. You thought turkeys came from Turkey? Mm-hmm. What? No, I mean I know we have like Sandersons, but those are chickens. No, I'm, but she's I like I'm not most, stupid. They're not all from Turkey, but like, like they all come them. from Turkey at some point. I think it got its name. Come on, guys. Tur- I mean, I could see them. Well, if <laughs> there's turkeys in Waco, <laughs> I know my neighbor has two turkeys that walk around. But I'm just saying. I just thought they got them from thanks- the Middle East. Well. Think about it. If you can bring roses, <laughs> if you can be ro- if you can bring roses in from South America for they the just roses, ship them over for the yes. Well, like for sure, you can do that. It's you can do that. Yeah, it's not can, like the pilgrims the, came over on the Mayflower. <laughs> yeah, like, Turkeys were here. They didn't just. The oh, pi- uh, uh-uh, the pilgrims brought them here. How do you think we have a turkey thing? There was turkeys right. already here. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Okay, but what I'm species. saying is is there's so many people that eat turkeys that our turkey farms could run out. So I thought they would import them in from Turkey. What makes you think that they were originated in Turkey? I'm not saying that they were. They could have been tra- they could have flown over there. Don't you remember when Carter was president? Fly. They have wings. Turkeys oh, cannot boy. fly. Oh boy. Domestic turkeys. <laughs> are native only to the Americas. In the 1500s, Spanish traders brought some that had been domesticated by indigenous Americans to Europe and Asia. So they are uniquely American. Okay, that's the That's 1500s. why my man Ben Franklin wanted it to be the national Absolutely. bird. Absolutely. The national symbol. Well, I'm just saying that. I would almost entertain the fact that there is no turkeys in Turkey. <laughs> yeah, no, I would actually. Oh, let's Google I'd go it. With that. I mean, you don't, you don't have any farms there, really, do you? I don't even know what they eat Pretty in Turkey, deserty. but turkey. Do they what? may not even eat turkey. I don't know. Do they eat I meat? doubt they eat turkey. Okay, but they could still have doubt a it. turkey farm. How cool would that be? Hey, I got a turkey farm. There turkey. are some, but only on farms for to produce them, I'm I'm assuming, as right. as meat. As meat. Yeah. Right. So, so they there are no have... wild turkeys in Turkey. And they're they... not going to transport them to the United turkey, States. There are no wild turkeys. We transport roses. I think you might be getting wild. convinced with like oil. 
oil. I think you might have gotten those mixed up. No. Like used to be all American and now we're getting our oil from other countries. I think you just might have mixed that up with turkey. Well, you know, I mean, we she's got a point. We do get our hamburgers from Germany. That's true. We do get a lot of that. We do? There's a hamburger Germany. Oh. Yeah. I'm so confused. We also get cologne really, there, too. <laughs> no. Oh, lost me. I'm Say just saying so. that it would, if we can import roses, why it, can't we not import same. turkeys it's from a turkey not, farm in Turkey? Because it's not we don't the same. We don't have to. <laughs> turkeys are in the wild here. They are American. We domesticated them, and we've been raising them for food for hundreds but of years. But there's also wild turkeys. Oh, Absolutely. But, yeah. And I'm not talking about the kind you get at Specs. We, you right. hunted, we hunted. <laughs> I thought you were. For a we second. hunted them growing up. There wasn't a ton on our family's land, but there were some. There Did were... you eat them? Well, yeah. I I ate squirrel. You think I? Oh my didn't gosh, eat turkey ate squirrel. We ate everything. I don't know. I think turkey bowling just, would be more fun than regular bowling. To be honest with you, honestly, yeah, we'd have to do it on ice, bowling. or you have to do it on plastic. You know, like on a plastic. Yeah, you could do it on. You could do it on a grocery store aisle, or you could do it because on. Because they're slick. Yeah, you could do it on a gymnasium floor. I'm yeah. sure. Lather something up, and you're good. I think it'd be fun. I think you'd have to diaper do it though, right? Both hands between the legs, send it down. Like yeah. you can't. You can't just one hand can't throw put it your like a bowling. In it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you frozen. can. I mean, you could cut little holes for your fingers like a bowling ball, but yeah, just. No, that's not how they do it. They just two hand it. They just chunk that's it. That's right. Mm-hmm. I guess you've seen this is, before. I've seen it. It's kind of cool looking. Yeah. I, mean, I have been thinking that Waco needs a minor league hockey team again for years now, and I don't think they'd be able to support it. But with all these sports that Stephanie brings us every day, like half of them could be done in an ice rink. Well, you know, the we mi- could have something going on well, year-round. That, that is where I saw turkey bowling is can, at the ice- Fort Worth Brahma's game at no the kidding. Tarrant County Convention Center. Oh, nice. It, in between periods they did turkey ball well the minor league ice hockey teams in the united states and canada mm-hmm. do participate in turkey bowling see there awesome i'm just surprised ward's been to a minor league hockey game yeah nice he has not they been are, uh, to a soccer game i don't look i know no. that people have He's fond gonna... memories of the waco wizards but <laughs> waco i went wizards? to i don't know i went to a couple of games and it was and i've been to start i get it the stars are nhl and that was a low level minor league team but i mean i just Minor league hockey doesn't do it for me. I like hockey. I've been to I do too, man. but I've been to a shark. I don't. You know, they didn't have stuff is... like that at halftime. You know what I mean? Like they weren't doing turkey bowling. Yeah, they did all kinds of stuff at the. Yeah, they just weren't the same kind of fan experience. And I don't know. Can Waco with, support with Waco. a minor league team? They they did. I would the love first to time. think they that did they for could a while, support. and then kind of the I just mean the new war off. Like I would love to think that this could be like a double A baseball town, but I just I don't know. No, I don't know. No, you got Round Rock right down the street. Yeah, I think and the Express is too close, and then, yeah, you, and, and, and then and every, just, you, you're also you're a college town. You've got Baylor. And, and in general, I think you know what Baylor, Baylor just doesn't connect with Waco well, first, like, as well as they probably should. And I don't know if there's a lot of Wacoans who don't have a tie to Baylor that go and support Baylor. So that, that's kind of my thinking of, well, are they going to get behind a double-A team for... The A's. That's well, not the Rangers. We you know? could have a professional yeah. turkey bowling team, and that could I be us. I think that's what we should do. I think that would be fun. We could do it at the HEBs. The Fight and Stephanie's. At the the Fight and Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be anyway. great. Right. Could you Happy imagine Friday, someone Steph. with a Stephanie mascot? There oh, you, boy. I know, coming down from the Mascot ceiling. suit? That'd be great. Like uh. Barbie could fly <laughs> in. Barbie. 
saying. All right. Y'all have a good Friday. And that was a good did. one. Thank you, Stephanie. You're Thank welcome. you, Stephanie. All right. We'll talk some college football coming up next here on the Press Box. This is ESPN Central Texas. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal House lender. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. The Big 12 Shootaround, weekdays at 550 on ESPN Central Texas. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's mine. Hey, neighbor, I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. (laughs) It sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield CD from EECU. They have a 5.5% APY on a nine-month CD. (laughs) 5.5%? That is big. Yep, we've done our banking with EECU for years, and we opened a CD just last week. It was fast and easy to open online. Just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash high-yield and open your CD in under five minutes. Wow. What'd you call them? EECU? <laughs> That's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with EECU and a 5.5% APY, but hurry, go to eecu.org slash high yield today because it's a limited time offer. Thanks for the tip. Hey, uh, you don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA. APY is annual percentage yield. $2,500 minimum deposit required from an external source. Membership requirements apply. For additional terms and conditions, call 800-333-9934. 
From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuels Studios. Little Tom Petty here on this football Friday. Welcome back to the press box. Warren White's Cameron Stewart. Aaron Sexton along with you. Friday. Finally Friday. We did it. We made it, Ward. We did it. <laughs> Baylor basketball coming up tomorrow. Uh, the men will be here on ESPN Central Texas and the women over on 104.9. So uh, tune in for that tomorrow. And both of those teams in the conference play now. And let's get into some college football. And this was interesting. We talked to Stephen Simcox yesterday. Uh, and we'll talk basketball with Drake Toll coming up in just a little bit about the Big 12 and both teams getting into their Big 12 schedule a little bit deeper for the women and the guys starting tomorrow. But TCU lands another transfer quarterback and didn't know that this was going to be a possibility when we talked to Steven yesterday. But Ken Sills is going to transfer to TCU. He started 22 games over four seasons for Vanderbilt. In 2023, he passed for 1,183 yards and 11 touchdowns and just four interceptions. And he is a guy that always wanted to play for TCU coming out of high school, but never got that opportunity. So he went to the SEC and played for Vanderbilt. He's from Azle, Texas. And now he'll get the opportunity to come in and, I don't know, maybe back up Josh Hoover yeah. uh, or could it at least in the spring, compete for that starting job. And I think he's very capable of competing with Josh Hoover for that starting job. But, you know, the best competition is internal competition. That makes you better in the spring. And I think this is a big knock for TCU in that transfer portal. Absolutely. And I I think, to your point, I think he is going to be the backup the way we're looking at it right now. I thought Hoover ended the season playing pretty well. And obviously Mm -hmm. they've got Haas Haney coming in from Alito. So, just like in the NFL, I mean, you need a guy, a veteran guy in there. And now with the transfer portal, I know you had grad transfers before, but with the transfer portal, it's easier for you to bring in a kid like this who's who's got a lot of games under his belt, um, 22 starts at, at Vanderbilt, and you know, a kid who's got the experience. And even, even if he's just holding the clipboard and, and making some signs for you, he is going to help out Hoover and Poss Haney as well, uh, I think, Dude, I think he's going to help quite a lot for that TCU locker room. And again, we're still kind of, for TCU, it's it's still mixing in all all of Sonny's team, right? Like we know year one, it was basically Gary's team. that, And, you know, some transfers in, of course, but Sonny takes them to the next level. And then last year, it's a disappointing season, five and seven. And you're thinking, ah, well, is it was it all Gary's guys or what? And, and now it's, we're still kind of weeding out the last of the Gary Patterson players and it's, it's Sonny's team and he knows, you know, seat's not hot or anything like that. Far, 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 but he knows I've got a quarterback. I like in here in Hoover. I've got another one coming in that I really like in Haney. I got to make sure we're all on the same page that these kids are ready to go. And if nothing else, that competition in the spring should, should help them do that. Well, and it's a gap stop. I mean, yeah. if you have to have a gap yeah. stop, you, I mean, you, you don't have to throw your freshman into the fire if you don't need to. And I think that that's a benefit for Sonny Dykes and, and the Horn Frogs. And you, you, you have to have that in today's game 
with the transfer portal the way it is. It's just that's that's part of it. Oklahoma State's quarterback Bowman is granted his seventh year of college football. Oh boy, I wish I got seven years of college. Seventh year of college football, Woo-hoo. so he gets the eligibility to go back to the Cowboys. How big is that for the Cowboys? Uh, big because I don't know what else they had. Uh, exactly you know, right. They did not have a big uh, recruit coming in. They had no nothing really in the rumor mill in the portal for all the quarterbacks that were out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I would have thought they would have looked at someone like Daquan Finn, who Baylor picked up from Toledo, you know, who would, you know, set records and had a great career at Toledo. And yet they're still not kind of in on anybody. And it just gets approved yesterday for this waiver for Bowman. So, yeah, I think that's your starting quarterback. And uh, Bowman was actually a guy I was thinking of when I was reading about uh, reading about Seals here. Similar kind of style. I mean, I guess you could say he'll get you where you want to go. They went to the Big Twelve Championship. I, didn't impress me. I, I don't. I think he was pedestrian at his best moments last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, does not have that big an arm. Uh, threw more picks than touchdowns on on the on the winning streak that they went on to get to the Big Twelve Championship game. And you saw just how overmatched they were against Texas in that game. Uh, this will still be a run-heavy offense. I think they'll have probably the best running back in the nation next year in Ollie Gordon. Heisman candidate. Uh, for sure. And if he had gotten more touches in the first three weeks of the season, he might have been on that stage this year. Uh, so in that sense, I don't know how much it affects them because of how run-heavy they'll be, but it's never bad to have a guy who you had at the wheel last year and it went pretty well, right? Yeah, I, I Seven agree. years, though. Seven. Ooh. Seven. You used, to only have, you used to have to do a Mormon mission to do that. <laughs> yeah. No longer. By the it, way, speaking of that, former Baylor quarterback, Gary Bohannon, mm-hmm. went into BYU yesterday. Right. So he's in the Big 12 again. They play at McLean this year. Don't know that? when. Don't know when, but they will be at McLean. So we'll see if he's the starter up there, too. That would be interesting. Uh, also, Maryland quarterback is entered the transfer portal. Uh, you might know the last name. Yeah. Yeah. That's, was it Talia? Is that how you say it? Talia? Tagovailoa? I think it's Talia. That's, not that sure. sounds more right. That sounds more right than Talia. I think. I, no, I, I, think I, right. I couldn't tell you for sure. To his brother, uh, who had a decent career at Maryland, mm-hmm. but never, you know, wowed anybody. I mean, was never an NFL prospect. That's why right. he's still still kicking around. But that that would have been a guy, if you had asked me a couple weeks ago about Oklahoma State's direction at quarterback, if he, he was in the there. portal, I would think, okay, that, that seems like a good pick. You know, an ACC guy, or excuse me, not ACC, not ACC, Big Ten, right. Big Ten guy, um, who has started for three or four years there. I mean, he was starting early. So, mm-hmm. again, not huge numbers, but absolutely has the experience. Someone like a like a Casey Thompson, who is also, I think, getting eligibility again. You remember him? Mm-hmm. UT in Nebraska, someone like that. Um, those guys are... More a dime a dozen now than they used to be, but are still pretty valuable. Is some someone who has taken those snaps, you know? I agree, hundred percent. All right, there's just some transfer news, and look, it's not over. It's going to continue every day for the next little while, maybe until we get to spring football. I guess probably, yeah. And even and even then, you'll see kids enter the portal after that after spring football. Too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That and that's again, they've got to find a way to put some limitations on it or push the, the, At least the initial time frames, right? Yeah. The time yeah. frame has got to be changed. I, I don't, I mean, if you want to 
leave it at, at the wild, wild west with the NIL money and everything else. I get it. It's free agency in college football. But please change the dates or yeah. shrink them down a little bit. Give 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 these coaches an opportunity to put a roster together and feel good about their roster. Right, especially in time. after the spring football stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, it, so let's play it the other way. You know, if your quarterback blows out his knee in the spring game and you're Oregon, you know, that's the example we use all the time, or, or, or Texas or Oklahoma, can you just throw a million bucks at some other kid who wasn't planning on entering the transfer portal? Yes. Essentially. Yes. Uh, that, that's the way it's set up, right? Yeah. And I just think that really kills That's not coaches. good. It does. It's not good. And that's why it's just going to continue to be a crazy crazy thing and i agree as well about let's not let it open up before the bowl season because it destroyed bowl season yeah it really really did i mean there was there was great games in the semifinals but other than that every game that you turned on well they had 23 players in the transfer portal or this team had 19 players in the transfer portal or this team had it, Here's the it, guys that would they, have played today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> every team out there that was in a bowl game got just absolutely shredded by the transfer portal. Yeah. And, and you go into some of these games, even on New Year's Day, of like, oh, yeah, you know, this guy was the quarterback. Too bad he's not going to play today, huh? Right. This kid's played three snaps this year. You know, let's see what he's got. It's Yeah, it does stink. It does stink. I think it waters it down and just it's not good. For, for college football, no. just not. No. Got to change the date. All right, let's talk basketball. Big Twelve basketball. The men get underway uh, tomorrow with the uh, conference schedule, and also the women continue their conference schedule tomorrow as well. You can hear both those games right here on uh, ESPN Central Texas for the men and on one hundred four point nine for the women. But coming up next, a familiar voice, Drake Toll from the podcast Big Twelve. Locked on Big 12. He'll join us next on the Press Box. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. To me, it was kind of a rude awakening for the ponies. Paid their way to be with the big boys in a Power 5 conference. I don't think we should read too much into these bowl games, but if you're going to complain that you should be in a New Year's Six Bowl, you better go handle a 6-6 six and six ACC team. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Drive into the new year with confidence and excitement during the Start Something New Sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Get incredible deals on our entire selection of new Ram trucks, Jeeps, SUVs, Chrysler sedans, or a sporty Dodge. Get more for less, guaranteed. More value, more selection, more service, more trade-in allowance, and even more competitive financing. Hurry in and start 2024 with a bang. Shop the greatest selection of inventory in Central Texas at Allen Samuels in Waco. In-store or online at allensamuelsdcj.com and make it a Unforgettable. Don't go through another year with that awful joint pain. Call QC Connects right now. Make 2024 the year you go back to living normal life again. Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. QC Connects can give you your life back. The nation's leader in regenerative medicine. These are all natural treatments that can repair and restore that damaged tissue, giving you pain-free movement. 
Again, if you have pain from an old injury or pain associated with arthritis, you need to check this out. The future of medicine is here. Regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. Make the call now so you can get the most out of 2024. Get back to doing what you love. And don't forget, you can use your HSA and FSA funds. Call QC Kinetics for free consultation. 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal House. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. La Fiesta, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. You can order any of the delish Tex-Mex food online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. From the La Fiesta family to yours, have a happy Happy New Year. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas on this fantastic Friday. And joining us now, as promised, from Locked On Big 12, a familiar voice, Drake Toll. Drake, how are we doing? I was doing fine until Aaron played the Friday <laughs> Rebecca Black song out of the break. I, I mean, I that was just for a you, good buddy. Day. For old times and sake. then that happened. <laughs> weren't we all? Yes, weren't we all? Big 12 men's get started. Let's start there uh, in conference play coming up tomorrow. And let's start with the Baylor Bears at Oklahoma State. And Baylor playing very good right now. Yeah, Baylor's playing great, and, and they have almost a double-digit win streak against Oklahoma State on the road. Galgar is not a tough place to play either. It's one of those that feels a lot more like a theater and typically an empty theater. So for a Baylor team that's riding a hot hand, you've got an Oklahoma State team that's on a win streak, but Ward, that includes 
Chicago State, South mm-hmm. Carolina State, Wofford, Oral Roberts. I'm not scared of those teams, and a couple of those games have been close, all of those coming at home for Oklahoma State as well. And for Baylor, they had a couple of get-right games where they looked crisp. Obviously, Mississippi Valley State is not very good, but Cornell is. And, and Baylor dominated portions of the game. It wasn't just one run of death. There was a couple of those in opening the Foster Pavilion after those Duke, after the Duke and Michigan State losses. So for a Baylor squad that needed a, a, a reset, a, a bit of a reset, because they love to shoot the basketball, and you can live and die by that, specifically die by that come tournament time. They've started to look more complete in their last two ball games. I think they do it again against Oklahoma State. This won't be an issue. Yeah, Drake, you, you hit on a little bit there, but – you know, there's only so many positives you could take out of playing an Ivy League team. And now I know Cornell's a good Ivy League team, but what were the positives that you took? What were the kind of question marks that became exclamation points? You know, I came in worried about how Baylor would would not keep up with Cornell necessarily, but keep Cornell from, from coming back. And you saw a late surge from the red, the big red there at the very end, but Baylor was able to quell that and... For me, that's what showed more than anything that this Baylor team is experienced enough to not just rely on the talented youth like a Jacoby Walter or an Eve Nisi, to not just rely on the depth, but to have a, a five out there that's good enough to hold hold their own when somebody comes charging back. Because, look, we saw it with Yale uh, when, when Baylor lost in the NCAA tournament, we've seen it with these Ivy League teams that sneak up on really good basketball programs, especially late in the year because they are so tactical. Baylor didn't allow it to get to them. And let's be honest, guys, this was not a neutral site game, obviously, but felt like a tournament game because the Bears only practiced in that gym for 48 hours. It was barely ready for go time. So they're getting acclimated to the new lights and the new rims. This wasn't a comfortable game for Baylor, and they still won it by 20. Drake Toll with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. And, Drake, other games coming up tomorrow as you get into Big 12 play on the men's side. And TCU has to go to Kansas and take on the Jayhawks in Allen Fieldhouse. That's a tough task for the TCU Horned Frogs to start off Big 12 play. Yeah, I don't think this one's going to go well for TCU Ward. Looking at Kevin McCullough for Kansas, has the most points per game in the conference, has the highest scoring game this season as well with 34. Uh, Hunter Dickinson from them, the all-star, all-American transfer, leads the league in rebounds. Dewan Harris leads the league in assists. That is the triple crown. you got three guys who lead the Big 12 in points, rebounds and assists. That's mm. what Kansas is. They are the team to beat this season and better yet, they're an Allen Fieldhouse. I think TCU is a good scrappy basketball team. Are they as good as they have been the last couple of seasons? I don't think so yet. For Kansas, they're already in mid-season form. They're already in late-season form. And not only is this team ready for March, they're my favorite to win the national championship because of the experience and how well their transfers have already played together. And it doesn't get much easier for TCU, Drake. They got to take on uh, OU and yeah. Houston after that. So, I mean, I'm looking at an 0-3 start from the Horn Frogs, to be totally honest with you. that That's that's the way I'm looking at it. But we saw, what, an 0-9, 0-10 start last yeah. year to Texas Tech, and they almost made the tournament. Could you see TCU as potentially that kind of team this year that, that rallies in the back half of their schedule? Well, can I remind you, Cameron, there was a certain Big 12 team that started 0-3 last year and became one of the league's best at the end of the season in the Baylor Bears. And I think 
that TCU has enough experience now. I mean, they've been they've had the Jamie Dixon experience for for so long that he has implemented his culture and his style. And it's the same guy that they wanted to fire three years ago, who has now led them on a couple of nice tournament runs, or at least gotten them there. And they sit at eleven and two, but it's a bit of it's a bit of a misnomer. Their strength of schedule is three hundred and forty fifth in the nation, and that's the case for a lot of these Big Twelve teams, even Houston, uh, BYU squads that have been so good, but you haven't quite seen them in tough tests so far. Do I think TCU is going to have a slow start out of the gate in Big Twelve play? I do. They can lean on 11 and two in the non-conference, but they don't have a lot of quad one uh, prowess right now. However, they, there are enough pieces for the Horn Frogs. I'll say that to get right. Will they do it? Will they be what Baylor was last year? I can't say yes yet, but I'm not all the way sold out on TCU and Jamie Dixon. And, and do you think Houston scheduled a little easy knowing they were going into the big 12 this year? I mean, they've been a final four team, the same final four yeah. that Baylor was in. They've, They've been a top five team the last couple of years. What are they doing scheduling this many cupcakes just to get ready for the Big 12 gauntlet trait? Well, as much as I like to say that, and I made the point a lot, that playing a Stetson, playing a Montana, playing a Rice is not going to get you anywhere. I mean, they, they played Texas A&M. They played Utah. They played Dayton and on the road against Xavier. They've had some tough tests, and obviously those were closer games. But the thing that sticks out with Houston is yes, their schedule is very easy. I'll give you that, but you beat the teams that are laid out in front of you. The players didn't schedule these teams. They've still got to play the ball games that the administration or the coach put together. And not only have they played those, they've dominated. They've allowed 49 points per game. That's number one in the Big 12, under 50 points per game. The second place team defensively in the Big 12 is Iowa State. They've allowed 59. That's a 10-point gap. You don't see another 10-point gap from Iowa State all the way down to West Virginia at 14, who allows 69 points per game. So the gap between 1 and 2 is the same between 2 and 14 in the Big 12. So, yes, their schedule is easy, but they've still played dominant basketball enough to be number one in the nation in Ken Palm. And, and right now, uh, they're not the team to beat in the Big 12, but I think that defense is still going to translate into conference play, and they're right there in the top three with Kansas. Drake, you mentioned West Virginia, and what does post-Huggy Bear look like for the Mountaineers? Bad. Oh, man. I mean, look, this is a a program that's storied enough that you would think they could scrap together something this season, and I still had them putting on at least a a serviceable year in conference, and especially non-conference, but they haven't. And their non-conference schedule was not easy. They played Virginia. They played a, a revitalized St. John team. We already saw how good Pitt was. Baylor fans did. Uh, Ohio State. But they've lost to Radford. They, they've lost to, to SMU. They've lost to Monmouth. And, and that is just colossal. So now going to Big 12 play, here's what they get the next five games. Houston, Kansas State, Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas. Four of those teams are ranked. One of them is named Kansas State and has Jerome Tang. I don't think West Virginia is going anywhere this season, and they're looking at a complete rebuild. This isn't a, oh, hire the interim. He did a great job. He he salvaged something. There's no salvaging this. It's restart time in Morgantown. And I'll have you know, Drake, West Virginia was picked in the preseason poll ahead of BYU and Oklahoma. In fact, four and three spots higher than them. And uh, Oklahoma and BYU now have numbers next to their name in the national rankings. That's been the kind of the surprise Big 12 team so far on the positive end. Do you think either one of them is able to still hang around in the rankings through the conference schedule? 
You know, BYU isn't all that dissimilar from Baylor. We talk a lot about the Hall of Famer, Pat Nunley, brings it up every game. Baylor's defense still leaves a lot out there. I still need a lot more from Baylor defensively for them to be a Final Four team. For BYU, they have scored 90 points per game. They make 13 three-pointers per game. Both of those are top in the Big 12. Uh, They have the highest point-per-game differential in the Big 12 as well at 29. Yes, their schedule is easy. And I I know we're not going to find out too much about these teams until five, six, seven games in the conference play. But for me, I'm going to go out there and say that BYU's offense is going to keep them in more games. Uh, Oklahoma's defense is good. Their offense struggles. And how many times have we seen Oklahoma – uh, even under Lon Kruger, be strong the first 10, 15 games, play well in non-conference, and then come the 10th game of conference play, they're playing at home in Norman against a Baylor type. There are 25 people in the stands, and they score 45 points. I, I believe that's the same Oklahoma we're going to get at some point this year, but I'm holding out hope for BYU because the offense has been so not, not just electric, but so consistent. Uh, give me the Cougars as a team that has some staying power over the Sooners when comparing the two. Another matchup coming up tomorrow is Texas Tech in Austin taking on the Longhorns. Both teams 11-12. and 12. Tech on a six-game winning streak. The Horns on a five-game winning streak. And Tech has won 10 of the last team, 15 matchups between these two. Is this the most competitive game in the Big 12 tomorrow? I, I think so. I think the reason why is Texas is has not shown me enough for them to be taken seriously right now. I do not take Texas basketball seriously at this point. And I know that Texas Tech, you could probably make the same case that, oh, what, what have they given you to take them seriously? Obviously, they dipped into the uh, the Scott Drew coaching tree to reset. And at 11-2, and two, beating the teams in front of them, they beat the breaks off of a Vanderbilt squad that might not be good, but they're winning and winning by large margins. They're still not an elite squad in the Big 12, but I put them right at even with Texas right now. The fact that it's in Austin is going to bode well for the Longhorns, but Texas Tech gives them a run for their money and at least keeps this thing close. ESPN's FPI has the Longhorns with a 68% chance to win this game. I don't think so. I think Texas Tech either takes this one to overtime or gets it right down to the very end. While UT might win it, man, Ward, I'm just... I'm a believer that this Texas Tech team is one that by game 10, the opposite of what I just described about Oklahoma, they find a way to rally together and make some kind of magic because that's just what the culture is there, no matter the head coach at this point. And you say you don't take Texas seriously. What, what does that mean in terms of not a Sweet 16 team, not a conference contender? What does that mean? I think Texas has the best odds of any current Big 12 team that is in the top 25 of missing the NCAA tournament outright. Whoa, whoa. Now, look, I just said a whole lot without saying a lot, right? Of the top 25 the Big 12 has, they've got the best odds of missing the tournament. Their schedule at 329th in the country, that's not good. And not only is it not good, they haven't dominated enough for me to say, all right, Texas is legitimate and I can trust them. Um, and, and they haven't dominated enough statistically. If you go and look at the top teams in the Big 12 offensively, defensively, Texas is seventh in the, on defense, seventh on offense. Uh, and look, consistency, I guess. They're eighth in, in margin of victory with the 330th schedule in America or whatever it was. I, I just, to me right now, that, that culture that Texas has, too, as they've reset post-Chris Beard, I'm not ready to bet on the Longhorns. They're 31st in Ken Palm, which is good. I think once they get in the Big 12 play, they get slapped around. They drop down, and, and they'll be a last four in if they're in. Can Kansas State take that next step with Jerome Tang this season? Oh, 
no, no, no. Kansas State is going to regress by the end of the year. At 10-3 and three right now, I still don't think this team is bad. They've had a lot to figure out. The Naquan Tomlin situation was terrible. And honestly, Ward, it's almost as if there's a, a sect of Kansas State fans that are rooting for them to lose. With a, a, there is, uh, It's tough to get into and explain within 30 seconds, but it's a Kansas State program that feels as though the administration, the school's president, have overstepped the head coach and even the athletic director to pilot the program, to issue suspensions and make direction on players. And I don't think Jerome Tang's very happy about that. You've heard him in press conferences uh, say some very interesting things, uh, him saying things without saying them. Uh, but if you read far into it, Jerome's not very happy with the current state of the program. And I think a lot of fans are behind Jerome Tang more so than they are their president or administration. With all of that said, can they put it together on the court? I don't think they're an Elite Eight caliber team again this year. They haven't shown that at least. And th that's number one. And number two is I don't know if they want to be. They're, they're in a funk right now despite wins against Wichita State, who's pretty good, and, and Chicago State, which was just a seven-point victory against a porous team. I don't believe Kansas State has the same edge as last season because they're fighting against their own administration. That's a bad spot to be in. And you had talked about this, I know, on Locked On Big 12 before the season, but now with taking Texas kind of out of that national championship equation, I think it's safe to say, as someone who said they yeah. might, not, might not make the tournament at all, um, they were picked ahead of Baylor in the preseason poll. So how many teams in the Big 12 do you think could legitimately make it to the Final Four? I mean, I know four is the limit, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Technically, but I'm, how many have the potential? Right. I, for right now, I believe that there will be two Big 12 teams that, that are in the Final Four. I don't think that TCU makes a wild run or a Kansas State. I don't see an Oklahoma State or Cincinnati shocking the world. Uh, I don't even, I think Texas tech still a couple of years away. Obviously BYU is not, or UCF's not in the conversation and BYU still has something, something to prove my three, my top three right now would actually be Houston, Kansas, and Iowa state. I think Houston and Kansas are your two true final four caliber teams. Iowa state is the best defensive team in the country by some metrics. And that's going to go a long way in March. It usually does. And then I think Baylor's still outside looking in from a final four. Cause to me, I said this a lot last year about the bears. They seem like the team that goes into week one game one in the NCAA tournament beats the breaks off of North Dakota. And then in game two, they play a Marquette or some other big East team and just get knocked around. You saw them get knocked around against Michigan state. When you live by the three, it can be great. You'll score 90 points a game, but when it, when they're not falling and the Baylor defense is not elite, they're going to lose possibly in the first weekend. And that's why I don't have them in my final four or as a final four caliber team right now. Drake, if you look at the four that you just mentioned, Kansas, Houston, Iowa State, and Baylor, how big is the yeah. gap between the top four teams in the Big 12? Oh, I think there's a pretty sizable one because those are the four teams that I have few question marks about. They've given you, given you the identity. Uh, but like a BYU who has been sharp this year, I need to know that their defense can carry over into a defense-laden Big 12 league. For an Oklahoma, I need to know that we're not just blowing hot air up our skirts right now with a team that's 25th in Ken Palm and their strength of schedule is 337th in the country. And I know that some of those teams that I have in the top four don't have the best strength of schedule, but again, they've dominated the teams in front of them for an OU. I'm not a believer yet for a BYU. I'm not a believer yet that those teams are elite eight final four caliber. I think the gap, 
from those four to the rest of the league is at least enough that I can define it. I can define that line in a conference that still has so much parity. And now look, of those top four teams, I still think a Kansas could lose at home to Oklahoma at some point this season. I think that a Baylor could lose at home to a TCU at some point this season. I just right now think there are four teams above the rest in the league. And looking at Baylor a little bit more, Drake, I know this is something we've talked about. Uh, we were kind of on the same page last year in terms of the frustrations that that Baylor team gave. We both thought it was going to be Final Four at the beginning of the year, and then we both correctly kind of said, okay, maybe they won't yeah. make it out of the first weekend. And so, you know, the ups and downs of that season. So when looking at this year uh, and the potential that they had going into the season with the personnel and then losing their only two big games, really, of the non-conference yeah. schedule, what do you, is, is there any difference from this year's team from last year's team? And if so, what is it? This year's team is is more consistent than last year, and I like Jacoby Walter more than I did Keontae George. Not to say Keontae had any true fault, but Jacoby seems more level-headed. You have a, a big man that has athleticism down low and can play tall. I'm not going to say that Eve Misi can play big. I still need to see more of his post moves, but he can play very tall, use, utilizes his height. Look at a guy, you know, in the past, like a Freddie Gillespie, who was six foot eight, but played like he was seven foot with great post moves. And then a guy like Chris, Tristan Clark, who didn't always play with a seven foot frame. I, I believe Eve Misi crosses those two over very well. Jacoby Walter's great as well. And, and the, the two things that are going to kill Baylor are the turnovers and the defense. And until those are right, until those are an elite form, they're in the, I think they're 13th in the Big 12, 12th in the Big 12 in defense right now. Until those things come together, I cannot buy stock in Baylor to win a national championship. And like you said, they've lost the two tournament-style marquee games to this point. They're going to still win double-digit games in Big 12 play, be a top-four seed in March. But I just I foresee that Big East team coming around the bend and knocking them around until the defense and the turnovers get right. This Baylor team is better than last year's squad and deserves to go further than last year's squad. But I just worry that first matchup where they get a physical squad, things aren't going to go very well for a Baylor squad that likes to launch it. Locked on Big 12, Drake Cole with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. And for the past couple of years, Drake, we've heard the Big 12 is the best conference in basketball in the country. Is that still true right now? Uh, it, not only is it true, it's not very close. The depth of this league is 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 stupid. It doesn't make any sense to me how this squad, this this conference, could have ten teams playing in March, and there are the, the ninth place, eighth place team in this league could go to other conferences and finish in the top three, if not win it, even in the SEC. Uh, you might see where TCU finishes seventh in the Big 12 this year, and they could have made a, a great run in the ACC or a great run in the SEC. So I believe the Big 12's head and shoulders better than everybody else. And honestly, the Big East is number two. It's not even the power conferences of the Big 10, the SEC, the Pac-12, or the ACC. The Big East physicality is tough to deal with, and that's why I think they will have more teams make deeper runs in March. And Ward, every year we make the case, is the Big 12 too tough? Are we wearing teams out? Is it better to lose in the Big 12 tournament? That's going to be the same conversation we're having at the end of this year when you see the depth of this conference. Uh, we don't have a DePaul. We don't have a Georgetown. We've got a lot of really tough teams. And even a West Virginia that's 5-8, and eight, I can tell you there's no head coach, no head coach in this conference that wants to play in Morgantown. The Big 12 is, is bar none the best league in college basketball and has been for the last five years. I don't see that changing. Drake, how'd you like the pavilion? It is the greatest palace for basketball in America. Wow. 
that was I and and look, I don't know where my expectation was. It's one of those things where I just walked in blindly and thought, what could this be? Uh, all the other Big 12 fans that are ragging on Baylor for downsizing, it's the perfect size arena for what Baylor has. You go to Lubbock, and they're going to sell out United Supermarkets Arena because Supermarkets arena, they have a much larger alumni base, many who stay in Lubbock. They've got a lot of great, passionate students, too, and twice as many students as Baylor. You come to Waco, Texas, there is not a basketball culture in the town, and it's it, the really, being in the state of Texas, it's tough to create a basketball culture at the university. I believe this place is going to do that because people are just interested in coming and seeing it. There are fans who feel so comfortable there, whereas the Farrell Center was off-putting and that it was just gray inside and gross and old. And now this is going to attract fans across college basketball, both Baylor fans and visiting opposing fans. To me, they couldn't have done a better job of that place. There are some tweaks. I still, when I'm watching the highlights on TV, feel like I'm in an airplane overlooking the tops <laughs> of heads. Uh, we we got to fix a couple of these things, but overall, walking in there, Cam, you put it well. As an alumni of the school, I almost felt emotional. Like we we I'm gonna I'm gonna use the we here. Get this. That's something that Baylor fans don't often yeah. feel. Um, and in 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 this era of college athletics, where everything's about money and looking pretty, Baylor just just really outdid themselves with this. Drake Toll, host of Locked On Big Twelve, with us here in the press box. Drake, certainly appreciate the time. Stopping in with us here on this Friday. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch up with you soon. Hey, anytime, folks. Ward, Cam, uh, it's always good to talk to you. Aaron, play that song again coming out of the next break, please. (laughs) Uh, Oh, (laughs) jeez. There he goes, Drake Toll, with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up next, we'll uh, look at the NFL this weekend. That's coming up right here on the press box. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long, here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears play their Big 12 opener Saturday in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. 
Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossey, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine Diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Back to the Alan Samuel. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. That's a way to end a Friday. Yeah. Nice job, Aaron. Thanks. <laughs> you want 80s music? I can, I can oblige that. <laughs> my, my head is filled with probably a thousand songs from the 80s. Yeah, as it should be. <laughs> Camera's going, what What music is that? Yeah, yeah, I know plenty of 80s music. Him, overall, it's, it's classic rock. 80, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> 80s isn't, uh, isn't my Not favorite your wheelhouse. throwback era. Yeah. Like, I, I should probably listen to a lot of 70s and 90s, though. I like yeah, 70s. Like a good guitar rock. Dude. Yeah, well, uh, outside of... Outside of rock, which is was most of the great music in the seventies, but outside of rock, seventies was pretty bad music. You're not a disco decade guy? for for music. No, the disco era. You didn't the like disco, that. No. I love in fact, that. The most eighties music I listened to is hip hop. 
to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Late 80s. I'm a white kid from the suburbs, so I've listened to a lot of gangster rap in my right. life. <laughs> <laughs> NFL Players Association ranked the top five offensive and top five defensive coordinators. I'll read this list for you. Tell me if you agree. Frank Smith from Miami Dolphins, number one. Offense? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think McDaniels is the... The brains behind it. The brains it, behind yeah. it, but, um, I mean, yeah. you know, you got to give the guy credit. Yeah, that, that checks out. At number two, Thomas Brown from the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> no. Naturally, with yeah. what they've put out this year, sure, why not? I, I don't get that one. I don't. Then now this is coming from the Players Association. I was thinking it was going to be the opposite of, oh, it, the players are just going to pick what teams have the best offenses. Well, no. No, it I sounds mean, like popularity. They're, they're going by the, the coordinators. Who has the best coordinator? And I don't know what the exact uh, parameters were on this, but, I mean, if if it's the Players Association, they're closer to it than we are, oh, but yes. I don't see it. How about Brian Schottenheimer for the Dallas Cowboys at number three? <laughs> that, that shocked me. <laughs> number three. I mean, that's like a that's like the Miami situation. Like yeah. McCarthy's I mean, the how, play caller. Yeah. How much does Brian and, Schottenheimer do? Right. I I don't know. I I wish I'd have read that when we got before we got to Kyle Yeomans because I that would have been the first question <laughs> that I asked. Been a good three questions in yeah. there for well, sure. What does Schottenheimer do? Not to spoil the list, but there are a couple of head scratchers on there. <laughs> well, that's that's one, and there's a big one for me at the end. Brian Callahan from the Cincinnati Bengals at number four. Okay, I might could see that. Okay. I, I I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with number five, though. Kellen Moore from the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> what has he done since he got to L.A.? Well, they, they ended up scoring 21 points in that game against the they Raiders. They had some injury problems. That being said, that offense was terrible. I had Justin Herbert on the one team in fantasy that, that did not make the finals that I had. There was one Chargers game season. I watched beginning to end, and it wasn't even the Cowboys game. I watched most of that game, but beginning to end, Chargers-Patriots, 6 mm-hmm. nothing final. Just and when, when I heard that, I, when I watched that, I said, yeah, this guy's top five. No. Herbert did play in that game, by the way. Just, it doesn't, I don't know. Like, arguably the biggest dumpster fire in the league this year. There's no doubt. That's the biggest disappointment <laughs> hey, uh, in the oh NFL He's the gonna Los be, Angeles he Chargers. He's going to be printing this p- webpage out. And in his interviews, whatever OC interviews he goes into this uh, this year, he is going to be just giving them this. And, well, look, I'm, I'm top five. Look, don't ask me. Ask the players. I and I think that he may be looking. I yeah, mean, because yeah, there's going to I mean, be a new head coach yeah, unless they'll clean up. unless the ownership Jerry Jones and says, "Hey, Kellen Moore's our offensive coordinator. Do you want this head job?" Same way he did Mike McCarthy yeah, here in Dallas. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened. All right, defensive coordinators. Aaron Glenn from the Detroit Lions, no doubt, yeah. he's yes. number one. Yeah. By the way, where was the Lions' offensive coordinator? Wasn't there. He should have the been guy the, who's getting rumored for head coaching jobs. Yeah, he should have definitely been on that list. Steve Wilkes, San Francisco 49ers at number two. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Okay. Probably should be number one. Dan Quinn, Dallas Cowboys, number three. Yes. Yep. I mean, he, he has a case for number one, too. Absolutely. Love Dan prob- Quinn, They're, the they're probably one and two, actually. Brian Flores, Minnesota Vikings. Did you see them play the Green Bay Packers? If you did, there's no way you put him on that list. <laughs> they torched them the entire game. I had a, I had to keep bringing this back to fantasy, but I had a 41 point lead, and all he had left was Jordan Love, and he I almost lost the finals because Minnesota's defense was so terrible. I think they managed be... to they managed to hold him to a, a field goal on one drive, Oof. and I managed to hold on. But I think this might be a historic pick. Terrible. 
Mm-hmm. This is not his best year no. at all. But right. I'm a big Brian Flores guy. Yeah. That's some great defenses. He's had Patriots some great where He defenses. was the brains. And, and that's a I good thought point. Did a good I'm going job off one game that's fresh in my memory. But no, he, and, he's had no, some great You're defenses. right. They haven't, they haven't had a great year, though. Right. They haven't had a great year. Yeah. Raheem Morris to the Rams at number five. Definitely. Even yeah, though they're defensive down, too. I think the defensive list is a lot better than the offensive list, in my mind. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Way better. All right. Let's look at special teams. Oh, Bones, baby. baby. Yeah. Where's he at? John Fossil. Bones. Dallas Cowboys, number one. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. I agree sure. with that. Yeah. Chris Tabor, the interim coach at Carolina, at number two. Sure. Special teams. I can't a lie to you. I don't know. Two, special I, teams are a little more difficult. But I, the I Cowboys have a, the Pro Bowl kicker and punter. Yeah, so that's all I got. Bones has to be on the list somewhere. Matt Daniels, Vikings, at number three. Dave Hip. From the Lions at number four. Oh, I thought Dave Phipp should have been number two. <laughs> and In my mind, I just thought the whole season, number two special teams coordinator. Darren Reezy from the Saints at number five. I don't have a problem with that list. No. I really I, don't because all all four, five of those have played pretty decent special teams, and I think the Cowboys' special teams is, has been very good this year. Very good. I only good. had one fantasy team, and the DST was the Cowboys. So outside of that, I don't know who's good. There you go. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's good on special teams. NFL Pretty schedule coming that, up though. this weekend, starting tomorrow, Pittsburgh and Baltimore at 3.30 in the afternoon. And then Sunday night football uh, is Houston and Indianapolis. And I I think both of those are huge games because there's a lot. There's not on, nothing on the line for Baltimore. Pittsburgh, right. there is. Playoff game for Pittsburgh. And Absolutely. The, and the and – the, Texans game is a playoff game. Absolutely, yep. winner take division. Winner, right? winner yes. takes it yep. and win and in. Obviously, one of those teams right. is not going to be a wild. Gonna, I am so looking forward to that game, and that's got the most at stake in the weekend. Right. It's it should and it should be a great game. That's two pretty evenly matched teams. So we'll see how it goes. I know you're Cowboys guys, but you I, have see, a soft spot for the Texans. I mean, look, the I Texans are not Cow- a rival, right? Most Cowboys not, fans I do, do. I do not. I do not. I know you. Uh, I'm I'm not a Texan fan at all. I think most Texans. So most you root all, for the Colts almost, tomorrow? Um, no. I mean, I, I don't. Like, have, I don't expect you to be a Texans fan, but like, well, I know, I know I'm anti Texans because okay. the Oilers should still be there. Oh, okay. Most Texans fans Fair. despise the Cowboys. Yes. Most Cowboys fans will root for the Texans if they're not playing the Cowboys because I, they're not it, a threat. Kind of like you're, right, that's you're, the thing. It's kind of like, like you're, you know, not gonna bump into them. They're not in the division or anything. Having a stepbrother. Or little yeah. brother, somewhere. Some, one I of wouldn't the, know. Actually, that both of those two things. It's all my like stepbrothers that. are older brothers. So <laughs> ask them. You know, you root for them, but they kind of uh, resent you a little bit being older and probably usually more successful. I mean, what a story this year of these Texans, man. I mean, right, it's absolutely. been a great year. Stroud is talk about hitting on that pick. I'll give Bryce Young some more time. I mean, he's in a just a terrible situation give, there, but. Mm-hmm. Boy, Stroud looks good. Man. Well, and you know, Will Anderson played great. Of the year. And they got a lot of blowback on that. Like, you just gave up what's probably going to be the number one pick. Well, no, it's not. They they knew they were going to be better. And right. It's going to be like pick. Right now, it'd be pick sixteen or seventeen. If they win this Sunday, it's going to be twenty one or twenty two because they'll be in the playoffs. Couple so. more games coming up to, tomorrow, and Cam, I know you're interested in this one. And it may not be the best game on the schedule, but I think it's going to be a highlighted game on the schedule at noon. It's the Jets and the Patriots. Are we watching Bill Belichick's bow out for the Patriots? Could well be. And I think this is a great test of wills because if they lose, it could be two or three draft positions. But 
through all else, no matter how bad or how good they've been, there's one thing Belichick I don't think can force himself to do, and that's lose to the Jets. <laughs> they have not lost to the Jets in almost nine years now. He hates the Jets. Mm-hmm. We all hate the Jets. Um, but I would take a Patriots loss this week, personally, if it meant the better draft pick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you could well see a, a standing ovation for, for Bill at the end of the game. I think you should. Because be you it. just don't know, right? Yeah. You just you don't, don't know. know. And there's reports coming out this week about all the dysfunction behind the scenes now with the with the Patriots locker room. And Kraft uh, gave Gerard Mayo, the defensive play caller, a contract last year so that he wouldn't interview for head coaching jobs. So it's... It's certainly pointing in that direction. All right. We'll know as we reconvene on Black Monday and find out who's in and who's out in the NFL head coaching positions after this weekend. That's going to do it for us. JMO coming up next, followed by the Matt Mosley Show. It's all right here on ESPN Central Texas. Don't forget Baylor men right here tomorrow and Baylor women on 104.9 tomorrow as well for Cameron Stewart. And Aaron Sexton. I'm Ward Whites. Until next time. So long, everybody. It's Friday, Friday. Friday. Sunday afternoon. It's your Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. Live from FedEx 